Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every weeknight. Thank you for being with me tonight. The Cowboys play a game tomorrow night versus the New Orleans Saints. It's going to be a fun one. It feels like a bigger game than we might think about since the Cowboys have lost three out of their last four. And this feels like one of those games in which the Cowboys simply have no excuse uh, to lose it. They really don't. The Saints are banged up. They're starting Taysom Hill. While injured, he's going to be playing in pain. We'll talk about some keys to the game on tonight's show. We'll have the betting the Cowboys segment. We need an urgent win on betting the Cowboys, by the way. We do, like urgently. We have lost a lot of weeks. So after starting five and one, we need to get back on a winning streak. Uh, we will have the game pick of the week, of course, as always, in primetime fashion, in a blind recap kind of way. And we'll close the show out with the one cool thing segment. So as you step into the show, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas primetime. Here we go. Let's start it officially. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire 2021 season. That we are already in week 13, by the way. That feels a little bit odd, but we are already at week 13. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for your Cowboys content for your Mavericks content, how about Alec Cash writing on two reasons why Jerry Jones is concerned about the Cowboys' rush attack? Hey, aren't we all? I think we are all concerned about the Cowboys' run game and whether or not they can get it going again because they have struggled in the past few weeks running the football. Hopefully they do. Big challenge this week. The Saints have a very good run defense. Like, that is one of their strengths, actually, the, the, for the New Orleans Saints. What is up, guys? Thank you for joining the show. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. The same for you guys on Twitter. Thank you for being here. Tommy, Dario, I see you guys. Adam, Dallas, Junk as well. Stephen White, when Parsons says Tom down his burner account, is in a crowded elevator. It's always go, it always goes to his floor first. I like that one. Uh, Steven White, what is up? Tommy reminding you to hit the like button. How come I feel this is a must win, says Dario? I think it is easy. I think this is the reason why we feel like this might be one of those big games for Dallas Cowboys. The thing is, they should be the team that we think they were, that we thought they were back in September and October, right? And if they are that team, now that they have CeeDee Lamb back, Amari Cooper is also expected to play. They're going to be counting with Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. So if they are the team that we thought they were back in October, then they should easily beat the New Orleans Saints. I think that is why we feel like this is a must-win game. 
Mathematically, if the Cowboys lose to the Saints, they're still in the playoffs. They're still somewhat of a contender in the NFC. But if they make a statement on Thursday night football with one week of rest, with a lot of starters back, even if they don't have a handful of coaches on the sidelines, because, of course, including head coach Mike McCarthy, if they're able to get together, to put together a statement win, I think that will give Cowboys Nation a lot of confidence back because it would likely mean that the Cowboys are kind of back. That wouldn't mean that they are the favorites in the NFC once again, but the Cowboys need this win, I believe. Losing one of your last five is definitely far from ideal. I think like we sort of thought that this game was going to come versus the Raiders, but A, it was in a short week, and B, the Cowboys did not have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. So it does feel like a must-win game, and it must feel like one of the biggest games of the year, in my opinion. And it's December. This is the time of the year to get going. Like, if you're going to be a contender in the NFC, it is now or never. You have the Rams struggling. You have the Packers looking better and better. The Cardinals are getting Kyler Murray back probably uh, at least soon enough. So this feels like the time of the year in which the Cowboys should put their hand up and say, wait a minute, we are back and we are for real. Hopefully they are. Hopefully they are. I'm really not sure if they're going to be, but that is what our expectations are for tomorrow night. Tommy says, because it is a must win, forget the number one seed. If we don't get it together, we're going to be fighting for the East. Hopefully that is not the case. And I think that the Eagles losing to the Giants kind of eased our concerns in that regard. But yeah, and more than the number one seed and the NFC East, it's like a morale win as well. As well, If you can win on the road versus a Sean Payton team, even if they have as many issues as they have right now, hey, it's the first step in the right direction, right? So thank you guys for being here. Richard says, using Sick and Pollard at the same time has worked well. Need to get back to that in some form. I would like that. Dallas Young says, so glad Cooper is playing. Hey, if... If Amari Cooper was not playing tomorrow night, I would be greatly concerned. Even with Lamb back, and we talked about it briefly last night, how the Cowboys struggled even in the first half versus the Chiefs. It, it is looking like he's playing. There are reports out there, specifically one from Ed Verder from ESPN, in which he reported that Amari Cooper is expected to play. He was activated from the COVID-19 list into the 53-man roster. He is questionable for tomorrow night's game, but it is looking as if he is going to play tomorrow night versus the Saints. So without further ado, we need to talk about the three keys to the game. And these are my three keys to the game. If you want to share yours in the chat, make sure you do so as well. We have been talking about the Cowboys going back to 12 personnel. We have been talking about the Cowboys getting the run game going and how they have struggled in doing so over the past few weeks. And even though we want the Cowboys to run the football well, I think that one key to the game is don't force the run, the run versus this Saints defense. It is their strength. At the end of the day, it is their strength. And the Cowboys have done a good job all season long playing, or at least before their recent you know, slump, they had, they had been doing a good job attacking the opponent's weaknesses. And if we're talking about the Saints' weaknesses defensively, 
It is the pass game and more specifically, and we'll get into that as well, getting the big plays versus that secondary. But the, but the Saints are actually quite good versus a run. They're number one in the NFL in terms of defense, uh, rush defense in DBOA. So they're an efficient defense versus the run. They're not like this super talented defense, in my opinion, that they are unbeatable if you try to run the football on them because we have seen teams actually do it, including the Eagles. And say what you want about the Eagles, but at least they do have a strong offensive line. And they played them before we kind of figured out what the Eagles were doing, before they were shifting towards that heavy, run-heavy approach on offense. So listen, I don't want the Cowboys to force the run. And I mean this early in the game because I think that the Cowboys should win in the trenches on this game. We talked about that uh, about two nights ago, I believe, that the Saints' defensive line is not that good, and they've had some issues. Marcus Davenport is back, but they have missed some players there. And I believe that Dak Prescott should have time, and I hope that the Cowboys coaches trust the Cowboys' pass game to win this football game. And if they jump to an, to an early lead on this game, I don't want them to try to shoot the clock with the run game because the Saints right now, that is what they're going to look like. They're going to look like a run-heavy football team. And if you try to make this a low-scoring affair, time of possession battle, I don't like the to you know to risk any kind of turnover, costing the Cowboys a lot on the road versus a Sean Payton team. We're talking about a Sean Payton team playing a coachless team, basically. If we're talking about the head coach, Mike McCarthy is not going to be available. So I don't want the Cowboys to force the run in the first half, and I don't want them to force it later in the game, even if they have a lead. Trust the Cowboys' pass game. I think that is a path to success for these Cowboys' offense, especially now that they're getting three receivers back. Their receivers back, excuse me. Charlene Evans says, the third down failures are excruciating on both sides of the ball. And if we're talking about the Cowboys' offense, then we should point out that they have been seeing a lot more of third down. So that has to do, of course, with the Cowboys situation at wide receiver. But that is part, in my opinion, of not forcing the run, especially on early downs. They better win or my tackle dinner will taste bad, says Dario. Hey, tackle dinner will never taste bad. I'm kidding. Actually, if the Cowboys do lose, it is going to taste bad. I have this thing. I don't know about you guys. Fun fact about me. I struggle to eat when the Cowboys are playing football. Like I really cannot eat when I'm watching the Cowboys play. Maybe I will because sometimes they play at the time that, you know, you are going to eat, obviously, but I struggle. I don't find it like, I don't like that experience. I just want to eat either before or after the game because during it, I don't know if it's the stress or what is it, but yeah, I don't like it. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we need some play action on first down, says Wayne. And we actually, I agree with what Wayne is saying. I agree with it. Not only that, but I, that is one of the things, one of the changes that I wanted from the Cowboys last night. We pointed out three of them. One of them was more play action. The Cowboys are 23rd in the NFL in play action rate. That is not a good number. They're, they run play action, I think it's at 20%, when the league average is 23%. Hopefully, they implement a little bit more of that. Charlene Evans says, fun facts about Mauricio is funny. I like I, I, you got to get some fun facts every now and then. Stevie Mac, what is up? Thank you for being here. Reminding people to hit the like button if you like what you see and share the stream. And if you're new here, Primetime goes live 
every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Not tomorrow, though, because tomorrow you will have the game day experience with Skywalker Steel and, of course, former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. So make sure you tune in to ADC Sports Dallas as well. The number two key to the game, and this is not anything surprising, I believe, but it's got to be Michael Parsons. I don't know where the Cowboys are going to play Michael Parsons. This is a fun aspect of the Cowboys 2021 experience, trying to figure out what the Cowboys are going to do with Michael Parsons. But honestly, wherever they play him, I expect him to have a big game. Because if they want to use him primarily as a pass rusher, we will be talking about Michael Parsons going against a team that has their two starting tackles listed as questionable on their injury report. Turn Armstead is questionable. Uh, Ryan Ramsick missed last week's game. He's also questionable. Stopped practicing on Tuesday. So this team might be in a, uh, this Saints team might be in a little, little bit of a rough spot versus this Cowboys pass rush, especially if they get Demarcus Lawrence back. So if Dan Quinn says, you know what, Micah, you're getting the chance to go after Taysom Hill on this one, I expect him to, to have a big game. If the Cowboys say, you know what, Let's put him as a spy on Taysom Hill because this might look like a very run-heavy team and that includes Taysom Hill as a runner even with the injury that he's dealing with, which is a foot injury. Then I expect him to have a big game as well. Also, if they try to put him on Alvin Kamara because Kamara is apparently back and he will be a big part of this Saints offense tomorrow night. Wherever they play him, I am not doubting Michael Parsons at all. We talked about it last Sunday. Michael Parsons getting compared to Lawrence Taylor might be a bit of a stretch, but this guy is a leader in pressures, in quarterback knockdowns, in sacks, in tackles for loss. This guy does it all, and he is so, so, so good, Michael Parsons. He has, like, we expected him to be a great rookie for the Cowboys. He was the favorite in the preseason to win defensive rookie of the year, but I don't think that even the most Optimist of fans would have expected what Michael Parsons is doing. It is so impressive. And there is a reason why he's in the conversation to be defensive player of the year. Something that has been achieved by only one player in NFL history. And that player turns out to be known as the greatest defender of all time in the NFL. Micah's role, says Burner account, depends on how many snaps Lawrence gets might be on a pitch count. And if he isn't, which I agree with Burner account, he might be. But even if he isn't, like you can get those two premier pass rushers on Taysom Hill. And we've talked about this uh, uh, over the week. I wonder if we're going to see a little bit more of the Marcus Lawrence facing uh, left tackles on defense. Because usually he lines up on the other side of the offensive line. But I think that Dan Quinn has not been afraid to move his pieces around. So I'm looking forward to figuring out what is his plan for Thursday night? This is going to be a very fun game in that regard. Tommy says, bold prediction when his career is over, we, he will have better numbers than Lawrence Taylor. Hey, I don't know, 142 sacks. There's this thing about Lawrence Taylor, though. The NFL was not ready for him. I don't know if that is the case for Michael Parsons, but the fact that the one stat that really blows me away with you know Lawrence Taylor is the fact that he got to he got eight all pro seasons first team all pro eight times 
that is just amazing for Taylor. <laughs> I lose my grip. Micah gets his first interception to Stevie Mac. Hey, hey, that is kind of my prediction <laughs> on blind recap. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry, but I, I just want him. I, I just want him to have his first pick as well. Uh, what is up? I was I wanted to say hi to someone, but I lost his comment. I'm sorry. Anyways, LT was an animal. A manimal says uh, Tom down his burner account. He was, and as I as I was saying, the NFL was not ready for him. Right? He the hybrid defensive and slash linebacker already existed. Basically, he that position was born in the 70s, but there wasn't this every down player that could do that. And Lawrence Taylor was that for for the Giants in the 80s, and that was what was so new about him. And I read these books about you know how the NFL actually started to look for more athletic offensive tackles when they figured out that they were not going to be able to match Lawrence Taylor's combination of speed and power. And that might be the case also for Michael Parsons, but I think that there are more athletic tackles in the game today. And that was not really the case back in the 80s for, for the NFL. There was like this big shift after Lawrence Taylor. So you cannot tell, you literally cannot tell the history of football without Lawrence Taylor. What is up, Lunatic? Thank you for being here in the chat as well. Hey, Paul Paul says, great show, great show tonight. Looks like someone got some rest. I did. I did. Thank you for Paul. Uh, thank you to Paul. I know he was concerned about my eyes last night. But hey, we are so close to be done with the semester in college. So we're close. Monday will be my final exam. Like, I don't have anything until Monday, so we will enjoy this Cowboys weekend starting Thursday. And then by Monday, we will be done with everything and we'll just enjoy the school vacations, of course, because we will keep working here on ADC Sports Dallas, of course. Now, the number three key to the game. What is up, David? What is up, Peter? Also over at Facebook. Shout out to the Facebook audience. Uh, then he says, I think that the boys have had enough and it's going to shock the haters. Our defense will dominate and our offense will be revised. Hopefully. Now, hey, Steve, I appreciate that comment as well. I'm sorry. Last comment before I get to my third key to the game. He says, to think Mo does this in two languages, Mo rocks. Shout out to Stephen White. Uh, I appreciate that as well. Third key to the game, and this might sound a little bit obvious, but it's getting big plays. Laurie Hurish noted on Twitter, Laurie Hurish works for ESPN Australia. And he noted that Thursday night will mark the first time in the season in which the Cowboys get Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins. Those are the probably the, mo the eight most important players for the Cowboys offense. And if you think about it, maybe for the entire Dallas Cowboys team, because we were supposed to bank on the Cowboys because of their offense before the season started. And we figured out that, hey, Dan Quinn is actually shocking the entire league. But it will be the first time that the Cowboys have these eight guys together on the field in 2021. It literally has not happened yet. Because one of these guys, at the very least, has been missing ever since week one. The Cowboys did not have Zach Martin, for example. Then it was Lyle Collins. Then it was Tyron Smith. Then you mixed in some wide receiver absences without Amari Cooper, without CeeDee Lamb. So finally, the Cowboys are getting the gang together. 
and they're facing the Saints. And the Saints defense has been good, but they have allowed big plays in the passing game and in the run game. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have the numbers to prove it, but if you watch the games for the Saints, it's a constant issue for that defense. They have struggled giving up big plays in the run game in the past game. So, hey, hopefully the Cowboys get some big plays going now that they have their guys back. Shout out to David, and he, ha he has a happy birthday. And I'm actually going to pull a little bit of a wild card here. These are, I don't know if you guys know Mexican music, but this is one of the most important singers in Mexico history. And I have the sound effect right here. These are Las, <laughs> These are las Mañanitas. <laughs> so, you know, that's the happy birthday for David. <laughs> that's the happy birthday song. That is my favorite happy birthday song uh, in Spanish, to be honest. Happy birthday to David, and thank you for joining ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, as always. Anyways, going to betting the Cowboys. Guys, we need a win. <laughs> you guys like that? Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's Vicente Fernandez. You don't mess with Vicente Fernandez. That is, he really knows his rancheras, you know. Great songs, great songs from him. Anyways, we got to get to betting the Cowboys too. Let me go back to my other sound effects. Uh, we got to get to betting the Cowboys because, guys, it has not been pretty. We have gone from, it is more or less like the Cowboys, but more drastic. We have gone from 5-1 and one to start this season for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, is that the song you sing to your girlfriend? No, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. That is just a happy birthday song. <laughs> uh, uh, we have gone from 5-1 and one to start the season on betting the Cowboys all the way to, I'm even ashamed to say it, 5-6. and six. We have lost five straight weeks on betting the Cowboys. The regression has really hit us on this season And it's tough. It's tough to call this game. I thought about the under because I think that the Saints defense is good. But also, I'm not entirely sure that the Cowboys are stopped on tomorrow's game. I'm all, I also don't know if the Cowboys stopped the Saints run game. I'm a little bit concerned about that as well. But I do think La Puerta Negra is such a good song, as Stephen White is saying, by the way. I think that the Cowboys offense gets back on track. So my bet for tomorrow night... It's just the Cowboys with the betting spread, minus four and a half. That is a little bit of a high number. I don't want to avoid the hook. I don't want to avoid the half point because I really don't buy half points from four and a half to four. I only do to get to key numbers like three, seven, and 10. 14 if I'm betting college football, of course. But yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. I think that the way I see this football game is the Cowboys get back on track on offense and they just jump to an early lead and then the Saints run game is just not enough to get back and close this one out. If the Cowboys struggle to cover this spread, I would assume that it's because it's a tough game all throughout the four quarters. That the Saints are able to run the football efficiently and are efficient in the red zone as well. And the Cowboys offense continues to struggle. That is, the, that is the path that I see to the Cowboys not covering. What's the money line at? It should be... I'm, I'm really not sure. But I, don't, I, don't, I cannot do it, the money line on the betting the Cowboys segment. 
because that would kind of suck. Like team, because team shit says uh, money line, sir. I think that's a good bet. Don't get me wrong, but I don't do those odds. You know, like I want that minus one ten, minus one oh five, minus one twenty five. At four and a half, that number is a little bit more expensive. So I don't want to lay those odds on the Dallas Cowboys. So I would much rather just bet the minus one ten. So yeah, I've got the Cowboys, and actually, let me know in the chat. What is your st- your score prediction? Hey, we we know a lot of Mexican songs here in the chat. I'm I'm a little bit surprised by that. Por tu maldito amor, says Tommy. Nine one five. For those of you who are wondering, that means for your damn love. Some intense songs, by the way. I like winning money more. Says uh, Tom down his burner account. Uh, Cowboys twenty one seventeen. 28-17, people are giving their score predictions. Joshua Davis over at Facebook, 27-17. I like that one. 34-17, Jessica, 21-17. Richard is confident that the Cowboys are getting a 10-point win. Here is the game prediction from ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. 37-17 for Wayne, 24-20. Oh, Tavis says that he's got the, the Saints. Running all over us, 30 to 21. Hey, if this Saints offense puts 30 points on the Cowboys, I would be very concerned. I can I can see the Saints running the football versus the Cowboys, but that would be unfortunate, right? Dallas 28, Saints 24, because Sean Payton loves to give us a game, says Lenatic. All right, here's my blind recap. As always, you know, we act as if we have, sorry, as if we had already seen the football game. And we are waking up Friday morning to talk about the Cowboys game. Here we go. Blind recap. Michael Parsons finally got his interception versus the New Orleans Saints. Picked off Taysom Hill in the third quarter to seal the game. After Dak Prescott and the Cowboys jumped to an early lead, 14-0 in the first quarter. Dak Prescott was able to spread the football around with four pass catchers getting over three catches each. The Saints did get some big run plays against the Cowboys' defense inside, but not enough to catch up with the Cowboys' high-powered offense, which is finally healthy. The Dallas Cowboys, 27, Saints, 16. That is the blind recap for the Cowboys, so that is why I said that I liked one of the comments, because I, they said 27-17, and that was quite close to mine. So, yeah, listen, I can, I can see the Saints you know, giving the Cowboys a little bit of a battle. And I can even see them winning the game. I mean, after what we've been through in the past few weeks, how couldn't we? But man, the Cowboys need to win this game, don't they? Don't they? Like, the Saints have poor play in the trenches, both on the offense and on the defense. They have an injured quarterback starting because Taysom Hill is dealing with a painful injury because that injury is known to be painful. I forget about the name of the bone, but yeah, it seems, and and they have no number two wide receiver. They don't even have a number one wide receiver. Deontay Harris is, Deontay Harris leads the the Saints in receiving guards, and he ranks 64th in the NFL. And of course, that also has to do a lot with the quarterback situation, but is Taysom Hill really better? Is he really better? I don't think so. I'm not a big believer on Taysom Hill. I'm sorry. Tommy says Tank gets two sacks. Micah gets another sack. 
and a forced fumble, and it's 23-21 Cowboys. I would appreciate an easy game like the Falcons won. I know that the Cowboys are not likely to get it versus the Saints on the road. They have struggled on the road, by the way. They have struggled. Mo says Tom down his burner account. I know you are young, but you will get used to Dallas disappointing you. Love the hope, though. I got to be honest with you. I know I'm young, but I have been disappointed quite a bit. And what's even worse, like I have not been on the other side. You know, (laughs) I have not seen this Cowboys team be successful other than a handful of seasons in which they didn't even get to the the NFC Championship game. But I I, got to tell you something, though. I think I do a good job at being objective. It's just that this season has been tough to predict in every sense of it, right? But you guys know it, and you have seen it earlier in the season. When I think that the Cowboys are going to lose the football game, I actually give that prediction here on the show because I try to be objective while I'm on camera and while I have a microphone in front of me. I do think that the Cowboys beat the Saints team. I, I, this is the game, this is the last game, basically, or potentially the last, in which I'm betting on the Cowboys to prove to us that they're the team that we thought they were in September and October. And I do think there are a lot of reasons to believe that the three losses in November are somewhat justified. Not entirely, but somewhat justified in the sense that they did suffer a lot of injuries. There was a lot going against them. And I think that this is the game in which they can prove to us that they are actually still a great team in the NFL right now. I I think... This could be that game. If they don't, even if they don't have Mike McCarthy, even if they have a lot of coaches missing, I would be greatly concerned about the 2021 Dallas Cowboys. But before I leave you, before I leave you, uh, let's get to one cool thing. The The Zebras will protect Hill, says Joshua Davis. Just watch. Richard says they were supposed to be two and one during this three game stretch. They can't go 0 and three. That is something that I also agree with. Uh, Beryl says over at YouTube, if, if Saints win this game, then my dream season has officially turned to a nightmare. I agree with that. It would be a nightmare if the Cowboys lose four out of their last five. So yeah, what is your one cool thing of the week? This is the last time that I see you guys until Sunday night because we have a game day tomorrow. And that would mean that, of course, we are not getting the the Thursday night show. So we will be seeing each other until Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central. So I got to ask you, what is your one cool thing of the week? But before you say that, make sure you hit the like button if you haven't. If you like what you're seeing, if you enjoy the show, make sure you hit the like button. Thank you for choosing to listen to Primetime, by the way, and share the show. This is basically like the two-minute warning. The show is about to end. This is the time to get it done. This is the time to get that like button in. Uh, What is your one cool thing of the week? Let me know in the chat. Remember, this can be a personal thing, a professional thing, a sports-related thing, a non-sports-related thing. I know someone is, you know, celebrating their birthday on on the show. So shout out to him. I think that is a one cool thing. Actually, look at that. Burner account also saying, uh, called Jerry and told him I need a dub because it is a birthday. It is my birthday this weekend. Happy birthday to Burner account as well. Burl says... uh, I'm old, and with disappointment has come tremendous glory as well. It will return to us. I know it's hard for you, young guys, but don't give up. 
Soon we will be back on top, says Beryl. Hey, that's cool. Hey, hopefully, they, hopefully it does. One cool thing, this is the start of the troops returning. We will finally be filling a healthy squad, God willing, says Tommy915. Uh, 14 days till my vacation. I'm on the countdown, says Joshua Davis. Uh, Lunatic says one cool thing. Dallas going to have Saints fans wearing backs. Saints fans wearing backs on their heads again. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read Beryl's comment. <laughs> Uh, Steve Max says, I'm starting to get over being sick, if that's cool. It definitely is cool. I mean, I've been sick, and I, 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 that should definitely be a cool thing. D-Law and Coop are back, says Roy Fletcher. That equals cool. My one cool thing, I will keep it non-sports related. Uh, a lot of my friends actually study college out of town, and they're coming back this weekend. So that is my one cool thing of the week. We will have our Christmas party. I don't know how you guys... Uh, call them in English. Here we have a great term for them. They are called posadas. Uh, and I have my posada with my friends on, on Wednesday the 15th, actually. So no, Tuesday the 14th. So that will take a while, but they're coming back this weekend. And I'm excited about that. You know, uh, I know I'm young, right? I know I'm young, but <laughs> I'm, I feel kind of old when I think, oh, my friends are coming. <laughs> for the holidays and I'm going to get to see them so yeah it is kind of a weird thing about growing up I would guess Carlton said 35 and 10 boys win hopefully Mo what is Dallas better rating says Tom down his burner account and this is a kind of a finance joke but I would say <laughs> I would say 0.90 to be honest <laughs> we also call them that lunatic we also call them that everyone enjoy the wins says Peter guys Thank you for enjoying the show. Get well, Dallas Young. Hopefully you do. And hopefully you, you share that cool thing with us next week. I hope you get well. And I hope you enjoy a Cowboys win as well. Mo is going to get chocolatey wasted this weekend, says TV Mac. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. I don't parry that hard. Let's, let's leave it at that. I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you for joining the show. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Catch Skywalker and Jesse Holly tomorrow night here on ADC Sports Dallas. And more importantly, head over to adcsports.com slash Dallas for your Cowboys content and your Mavericks content. Check it out, and I will see you on Sunday night. Thank you, guys. Leave a like. I will see you Sunday. Have a good weekend.